This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie, And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hello, friends. Hi, friends. I just made that sound so creepy. I don't know why. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. I just wanted to move my mouth in an interesting way. Anyway, guys, we have got a pretty good show. I'm not going to say great. I'm going to say pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good show. First up, we're going to doom scroll for just a second and talk about the dangers of TikTok, specifically something that happened to this one girl and then just how we feel about TikTok. And then we're doing a TV wrap up recommending some of the shows you got, you know that we love our television more than anything. I mean, maybe not Carrie. She's not as addicted as I am. But I used to be. We're in the prime. What do they call it? We're in the golden age of television. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> I mean, Matt and I say that all the time. We're in the golden age of television. Like, so much good shit is just constantly coming out. So. Well, for television, yes. The television is the new film. Yeah. Who cares about film? I I haven't seen a movie in God knows how long. But anyway, we're going to give you those recommendations. And then, as always, we have hashtag swag bag. But up next, take it away, person that came out of her body. Kicking shit. I think you should go first for tits and shits. Okay. Well, my shits are, I'm going to start with the lows. Okay. My shits are, I feel like shit. Like all week, I've just been waking up. The shits are you. So, yeah, just so groggy and so tired. And this happens to me every so often. I just don't understand why. It's not like I've been drinking heavily. I mean, you did tell me it happened after a hangover, but I don't think it was. it's related to it because it's been going on now for so long. Right. It's been going on for so long. And honestly, my hangover wasn't like a bad hangover. It was just like, I don't want to have to get out of bed. I just want to stay in bed all day hangover, which is also called Saturday or Sunday. And I talked to you on the phone, like a really bad hangover. We would not, you would not have been able to even answer your phone. Right. No, I, I mean, I was going to say I don't drink like that, but I had one kind of party night with, you know, our friends this past weekend, just two friends came over with their kids. So in that regard, yeah, but it's not like I've been like, pounding drinks every night. No, yeah. Um, so I really don't understand what's going on. So, I mean, today's a little better. Hopefully mm-hmm. it continues to get better. Maybe it's the weather. Like, the seasons feel like it's changing. Maybe it's the weather. We're so old that this is the convo. Maybe it's the, <laughs> the weather. weather. So, my tits are. Carrie and I are both, for some reason, we can't really get a handle on what mom Taraj's collective TikTok should be like. We're just gonna keep posting random shit. I know, like, we don't want to do the cat and nat thing. I think feel like it's been done. We're like not together in person that often to like commit to doing things together. Maybe someday blessings. Right. But life is difficult. We have kids like it's too hard to get together to make some fucking TikTok two second videos, you know? Also, we don't like have a staff. Right. We don't have a staff. So we're just anytime our kids in school, we're like rushing to do all the things we have to do to like make this job actually function. 100%. So it's just I don't know. We can't get a handle on mom trash TikTok. 
TikTok. Yes. Follow us anyway on TikTok. <laughs> it's Mom Trash Podcast. That, that was a terrible sell. I know. I'm sorry. Here, watch our shitty TikToks. <laughs> but we both started individual TikToks because I have some things I'm going to start posting on there. Carrie is in love with plants. She's going to start posting that on hers. But I went kind of viral on TikTok. I watched your reaction, but I didn't watch the actual one that went viral yet. Oh my God. It, I mean... No offense. I just haven't had a moment to really look. How dare you? It got, right now it's at 10.3K views. Holy shit. Yeah, just under 1,200 likes. Any shares? Uh, Last I looked, it was like three shares. I mean, I don't think any of our videos have ever even remotely gotten one share. No, no, no. Let me see. Hold on. It's at 10.5K views, just under 1,200 likes, and shares, 10 shares. And it was just about John Mulaney and Olivia Munn. And it wasn't even like taking sides. All it was was that Anna Tendler, his ex-wife, posted a video of her like giving herself like, you know, either the in vitro process, you know, the hormones, something. But she was shooting herself up. IUI, IVF, something like that. Right, exactly. And the caption said, eggs over easy. And you had sent it to me. And I was like, oh, shit. Because she did it right after he hosted SNL. It was like Sunday morning. Yeah. And he talked about his new baby and like the timing was very interesting. Well, the timing was really calculated is a better way to say it. Yes, 100%. And I live for a vengeful, smart chick. I just, why not? I mean, she kept it classy. Totally. And I I just talked about that. I didn't even say like, John Mulaney's a piece of shit. Because I don't think that I do actually like John Mulaney. I think he's really smart and I think his comedy is really funny. And I really enjoy watching his stuff. I don't love the way things panned out. And I do not like Olivia. No, I do not like Olivia Munn, but I really like him. Yeah. So anyway, from this, I got my first troll, this guy named Jason. Jason Derulo. Don't you wish? I wish it was Jason Derulo. He said, you need to get a life. And I just responded, okay, you're right. Thank you. And then I made a response video. Which I have seen. Yeah. And then I said, I'm really grateful for this. Like, this means this video went viral enough. But then last night, guess what happened? Oh my gosh, what? Someone stitched it and she laid in on me. She like went in. She said, I don't even understand why people have the time to make a video like this. But then she goes on to defend John Mulaney and she's like, you don't know anything about his personal life. Why do you care? Even though she just defended John Mulaney. But once again, look, I'm not going to get into a tit for tat. All I have to say is you are big enough. I went viral. Yeah, I know. No, you know, all publicity is good publicity, Ashley. And you know that's the momtourage ethos is all publicity is good publicity. Just about like us, that. we don't care. <laughs> yes. And I'm over here thinking like, what's my next video going to be? What am I going to do now? <laughs> well, wait till our first segment, Ashley. You might think differently. I know. I know. But anyway, those are my tits and my shits. What are yours? My tits are sleeping is amazing, guys. It is. I can't seem to get enough of it for some reason this week. Yeah. Like my nose again. Oh God, I think I'm going to talk about my nose significantly less after than I did before, which means today has to be the last day. Oh, my God. Like, you can't, honestly, you cannot bring up your nose again. I'm one of your closest friends, and I don't give a fuck anymore about your goddamn nose. It looks great. Can we all just move on? Just saying, even though it's swollen and I have a little trouble breathing, I'm still breathing better than I did before I had it. And because of that, sleeping 
is better. I'm not waking up. I mean, I had sleep apnea or I probably still have it right now, but I'm not waking up in the middle of the night choking, which is like That's what good. was happening for years where I would just choke and have dreams about choking. And really, I actually was. So my tits are sleeping is amazing. I'm really happy to hear about that. I don't really need to go any further with that one. I feel like everyone knows what that means. <laughs> the shits are recently... Luna has become a little bit hair obsessed, like her own hair, kind of a Marsha Brady combing it constantly. And like you're hair obsessed. So it makes sense. It's true. It's true. Well, this goes to the root of the shits of this, which is that recently it started with Luna saying that she didn't like my curly hair. So I was like, okay, I try not to make too big deal about it, but that like really hurt me. And so then she was looking in the mirror after she takes a shower, she has these curls. And I was like, oh my God, look at your cute curls. She's like, I don't want curls. I want flat hair. And she proceeds to like flatten all her hair to her head. Then she goes to me, what color hair do I have? I go, "Mm, depends on how you look at it. Light brown, dirty blonde. She's like, I want dark, straight, flat hair like daddy. I like Ooh, daddy's She hair. is a Jersey girl through and through. She wants that dark Italian straight hair. And I was just wow. like, oh my God, this is what I've evangelized against. Okay, dark, whatever you want, like whatever, dye your hair whenever you want to. I don't care. But to deny your natural texture. <sighs> anyway, that's my shits. Very interesting. <laughs> Very, very good stuff, Carrie. <laughs> Guys, this is season two of a pandemic podcast. Like, you know, like I don't see people. Not much happens with my life. This is, this is. <laughs> That's why she keeps talking about her nose job. And I'm, now I'm doing curly a, hair. <laughs> I'm doing a paint by number Danny DeVito for Ashley. It's bringing me joy. It really is great though. Today I got more done. You know, I don't have much to say. I've turned into a woman that likes birds and plants and and paint by number and I don't I don't know what to say but I don't think I can come back from this I wonder this about myself all the time I'm just like (laughs) I don't know if I can go back ever to the way things were (laughs) anyway let's move on to momtourage review of the week guys momtourage review of the week we're gonna keep uh going and reading reviews until we get to 100 uh 1000 sorry (laughs) or 100 I mean we're not oh no we're over 100 we are we're over 100 okay till we get to 1000 so here's this week's review of the week fucking review us. I'm tired of trying to go through the reviews that we have. And listen, we're putting on accents for you guys. We are we are just showing up every day. I'm going to berate Honestly, you. Honestly, we may have been beaten down by the fact that nobody will review. And I think we might give up on it. I'm really angry. I know. I feel horrible about it. I'm angry about it. I feel betrayed. I kind of feel like it's like when you try and discipline your kid and they just like don't listen and you're finally like, you know what? Go fucking stick your finger in the electrical socket. Like I can only tell you so many times and if you don't understand how little work it is to just not put your finger in that socket and avoid the amount of hurt you're about to get then I can't I can't do anything about it look I think we're gonna give up on on momtourage review of the week and we're gonna leave you with this last little ditty about the momtourage review of the week we would still really really appreciate your reviews we love you so much we'll send you shit we're good yeah, on our we'll, word we send swag we really appreciate that you guys would support us in this way and and you know the thing about a podcast is like you don't have to pay for it it's not like you know when you have to support your friend's small business and you have to spend 70 dollars on some shit you don't want because you're like oh i gotta show support it's totally free you know the only person that it costs it costs us and our sanity oh my god carrie i'm trying to dig you out of a hole <laughs> 
hole. <laughs> anyway, we're moving on to the next segment. Next up, something more depressing. Yeah. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm going to start this because I'm the one that found it. I take full ownership for this one. We're going to talk a little bit about some dangers of TikTok. Now, this comes from a New York Times article that I'm shocked I didn't hear about sooner. I ended up, sadly, and this is an embarrassing thing to say, seeing a comment about the article on TikTok. And then I went to the original source, which was the New York Times article. We already know my toxic trait is taking TikTok as gospel. I'm like, oh, there must be skinwalkers because some guy (laughs) heard a baby in the woods at night. So this comes from a New York Times article. I'm just going to give you a synopsis of the story really quick because I think what honestly is the more important part of this is actually the dialogue about it afterward, not so much this article. So let me just break it down really quick. So a girl named Eva Majori, who's originally from New Jersey, around Jersey City, joined TikTok when she was 13 years old at the height of the pandemic and quickly rose to over a million followers in a super short time, basically doing like lip sync and dance content stuff. A lot of things that aren't provocative but if you saw them on your husband's For You page, you'd be like, ah, uh, why the hell are you watching this type she's of like stuff? She's like a pretty 13-year-old girl. Everything that she's doing is like innocent, but also like anything can be construed. Right, exactly. It's also not her fault. I'm not victim blaming at all. Of course not. Not at all. Of course not. Okay, so to be noted, three quarters of her fans are male. That's why I said the comment I said. Right. Then in early 2020, Ava noticed that one fan was messaging her and liking all her stuff a lot on TikTok, then started messaging her on Snapchat and Instagram. Then on July 10th, that same fan, whose name was Eric Rohan Justin. Horrible name. What? I know. He's got like two first names. It's confusing. Anyway, he was from Ellicott City, Maryland, which I put specifically because like three of my best friends live there. And it was just like a very weird close to home situation where it's like Jersey Mm -hmm. City, Ellicott City. Anyway, her family had moved to Florida. So he, Eric Rohan Justin, arrived at her family's home in Naples, Florida, and literally shot open the door to her home and shot open her bedroom door. Then the gun jammed and her father, who happened, which is incredible, to be a retired police lieutenant, chased him, fell, hurt himself, Uh, The gun dropped, and then later, Justin, the gunman, returned, and the father shot him dead. So I'll talk about what's happened since, but that's the gist of the story. Now, honestly, I almost didn't even want to talk about this because fear-mongering is like such a thing that's happening in the world and in society, and I don't want to play a party to that. However, this discussion of social media and specifically TikTok— I think pertains so much to our audience and ourselves that I felt like I needed to talk about this. So this is why I kind of want to use this as a jumping off point, less about a really deep dive into this pretty horrible situation. Yeah. Well, it's also like a a double-edged sword, right? Like on one hand, you're very out there and you're exposed. Like I went viral. So me and Ava, same. Yeah. That, That was a joke for anyone who can't tell. I know. Yes. You are opening yourself up to criticism. You're opening yourself up to crazies. You know, I even, have certain things where like sometimes I'm a little scared of putting Sebastian on TikTok because 
I've seen so much about like pedos on there. So like now if I see like a weird follower, even though I definitely want followers, I like block them because Mm -hmm. I don't know who anyone is. And I just like, like if it's some girl or somebody I know or like, you know, if you look at their videos and they seem legit enough, but some like random user with no anything, it just, it creeps me out that someone might just be like voyeuristically watching shit and learning things about my life and my house. Not that anyone, I'm too old at this point. Like no one has any interest in me, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I had originally started a separate Instagram. I mean, I still have it, a separate Instagram thing for Luna that's private. And I was mostly trying to only post pictures of her on that. But now she's on the show so much and stuff that she's on right. our, she's on both the Montrage Instagram and my Instagram, not just her own. Yep. And this is why I say it's a double-edged sword because also we're moms. And also we're whoring ourselves out as much as, as the next person, you know? Yep. We're trying to make our living off of this. You know, the the article about Ava goes on to talk about how much money she was making, the experiences she was getting out of it, like flying places and meeting influential people. Like, it makes total sense. You know, this is a possible way of making money for us. We know that, like, we charge for different avenues of things, different platforms, different types of things. That's how we make our money. For advertising, for whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. And because we're mothers, and we're in the mom space, it's also our career at this point, it's kind of hard for us to not include our kids with things. So we're very selective about what we include our kids in. and But we are doing it, so we're not immune to this, you know? Totally. Absolutely. First of all, TikTok is the platform that's most favored by kids. It has brought fame, sponsorship, reality TV, and Hollywood to lots of previously unknown kids. It's also very much been proved and accused, I should say, of causing mental and emotional health problems among female teenage users. Makes sense. And I have seen that in my friends' kids. So I have some of my friends whose kids are teenagers and girls and social media, period. I don't want to say just TikTok, but the person I'm thinking of specifically is mostly a TikTok user. I mean, there's a reason all the girls look alike. Yeah. And also it's like other things too. It's not just this specific way that we're talking about Ava and her family being in danger. There's a million other ways that this can cause harm. It was said that Ava was a go-getter and that they talked about when she was a kid just to kind of be on her team. I'm not trying to be on anyone's team, but just to talk a little bit about her. From a young age, she was always kind of an entrepreneur. She made up a sticker and then people loved it when they saw it on her computer and she sold it to people and made $700 like in second grade or some crazy shit like that. That's crazy. She has three different Instagram accounts and she's curated them. I mean, she should be our social media manager. She probably charges too much. She has three separate accounts with three different style profiles of people who like it so that different companies can come to her with money for different things. I don't even know how to talk about it. That's how not an influencer I am. Teen girls specifically have been repeatedly targeted on the platform by child predators. TikTok says 49 million daily users are 14 years or younger. Now here we get crazy. Justin, the perpetrator actually contacted her friends and bribed them through doing their homework and cash to get the personal info like her phone number and her home address. That was the craziest part of that whole article for me. The whole family got evicted from their neighborhood in Florida due to Ava drawing a stalker because it was like one of those gated golf communities. Ava can no longer go to in-person school. She can't do any activities. She's played soccer and other stuff in person because of the fear of this and her safety. 
because this guy was just like the worst one. There have been others in the process. Here's the thing. She's still on social media. She's still doing her thing. She's still like doing the exact same thing, right? Yeah. They support her staying on. They said it would be super hard to get her off at this point. She's making really good money. They really like and try to respect her as an entrepreneur. She says it's not the money, but the experiences and the people she gets to meet. And she also doesn't want people to think that this kind of behavior is acceptable and it will stop her, almost like a kind of bullying. So, yeah, I mean, her parents see that this is like a tricky situation. They've hired like a PR group to handle a lot of the stuff. A PR group? No, an entertainment group. Like, I don't know what to talk about it. Like a manager that's also oh. now overseeing her accounts because before it was just her. So they have like a team now, I guess, trying to do some checks and balances. I want to know what your thoughts, because I have so many thoughts and none of them are clear to one direction. Yeah, I'm. it's very mixed. They're all just in fear. It's- it's a mixed it's a mixed bag because on one hand as a woman to this day I would be uncomfortable posting like I watch you know that Sammy girl that wears the harnesses that dresses really cute the British girl yes she will show like herself in her little bralette and that is not offensive in any way it's not sexualized she's not trying to be sexy she's getting dressed but I see it and I'm like oh my god I could not do that and it's not a body image thing for me it seems a little scary about like I'm inviting a kind of attention I don't want and of course that mentality alone is very much a victim blaming mentality. Do I think that women should be able to do whatever the fuck they want? Of course I do. We live in the world that we live in. It's unrealistic to think that you could do whatever you want and there's not going to be any kind of consequence or repercussion to it. It's unfair. It's unjust. It's bullshit. But it is the truth. Yeah. So as a woman, I'm concerned about it. And the fact that she has three different profiles, again, not victim blaming. This is a young girl. Like, really, we have no malice towards this girl at all. It's just our thoughts and openly expressing them in a forum that other people can listen to. And yeah, the three different accounts. So are the dancing that's like mostly men watching that? Is that one of the accounts? Because then that does seem a little targeted, doesn't it? Like, if you know that that's your audience base and you're just trying to continue to make money off of that, then at least on her parents' part, there is some understanding of what's happening there. Right. I mean, that goes into, like, you wore a sexy dress. What did you expect? Of course. Of course it does. So it's not really. I mean, I think that there are some, she has some business savvy. So I'm not going to pretend like she doesn't know what her demographic is and is probably not creating content for her demographic. Does that mean that she deserves to be like stalked? No, of course not. And I would like to clarify because you said it's like victim shaming. And I get it. I get that it sounds that way. But again, we are not 20 year old women. We are women who have been around the block. We have been in the world and we know what other people are like. So I don't want to blame her and I don't think she deserves deserves anything that happened to her. Our children should live in a world where they can like dance around innocently on TikTok and it's not going to invite predators 100%. But if I were her parent, I would have an issue with it. I have very distant cousins that are like 16 year old girls that pose in their bikinis. And I'm just like, you look great. You look beautiful. But also like if I were your parent, I would tell you don't do that. You're inviting a kind of attention that you don't need as a 16 year old. You don't know what kind of wacko there is out there there. 
It would make me feel like my child's not protected. I mean, I'm a little bit surprised. I'm like kind of shocked in both a good and a bad way that her parents let her continue. Agreed, in both a good and bad way. Like, I agree with you. I'm kind of shocked that her parents are like so supportive of continuing. Yeah. Because the way that I read the article, and again, this is just one woman's opinion, they were like, she's really good at this. And this is something she's kind of always been good at. And we really respect that she wants to continue because it made it sound like she actually was okay with like not going to school. And she was not okay with it, that she has to worry about this and that it's come to this, but that if she was to have to make the choice, she would stay doing it and not go to school. Yes. And also she's making money. She Hopefully they're on top of that, teaching her to invest it wisely. You know, this TikTok can go any minute. Anything right. can happen tomorrow and TikTok is gone. Hopefully this girl has made enough money and she has saved it, invested it, done whatever, that she could kind of like coast the rest of her life and live a creative lifestyle yeah. off of this money. So it's kind of hard to say, no, 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 walk away. And also, what are we teaching women? Like, you should be scared of the world. Right. But I think that truly I'm not in the circumstance, so I can't really say what it be like, I don't think I would be able to have my kid go on. I'd be like, hells no, this is not happening. Because, you know, they're also putting the rest of the family at danger. It, there's just a lot to unpack yes, there. It is a lot. I think personally, the fact that kids now think that being an influencer is like a regular job. I mean, listen, who am I to talk? I chose to be an actor, which is an equally. <laughs> it's the same thing, essentially. And it's equally as either lucrative or not lucrative as being an influencer. So I really don't have much room to talk. However, I think that people think that that's like an actual thing that happens to most people. That's an issue. I I saw something or I read something. God knows where I got this piece of information from. So take it very lightly. Probably from TikTok. (laughs) Probably from TikTok. But there was a poll done where they polled a bunch of kids and asked them what they wanted to be when they grew up. And a majority of children said influencers. Right. And like, okay, but like at some point that bubble burst, right? Like not everyone can make their money off of it. No, and even even before that, it's like not even 10% of the population can make their money like that. Like it's yeah. just. Yeah, it's just like you said, who the fuck are we to talk that we chose these kinds of paths in our lives? Right. And, you know, this is why when people are like, are you going to get Sebastian into entertainment? If Sebastian wants to become an actor, are you going to let him? Like, firstly, I don't have a choice. He's going to be an adult at some point. But I would encourage him, if there's anything else that he is passionate about in life, to pursue that. It's a life of rejection. It's a life of potentially struggling. Go, like, the avenue your dad goes down, like, even with Matt, with being a music supervisor, it's been years and years and years of being unsuccessful. And finally, at almost 40, he's getting there. Right. So, you know, there's something very kind of weird about influencer, but it's also great. You know, we think it's young girls like this all the time, but there's all kinds. There's influencers that are trying to make systematic racial changes. There's influencers that are trying to teach you how to go green and live a sustainable lifestyle. There's a lot of good that comes from influencers as well. I mean, silly. How about cleaning TikTok? That's the stupidest shit. I can't believe anyone can make their living off of showing you how to clean your house properly, but I eat it up with a spoon and I try it myself. So there's good to it. So I recently took a class about raising a willful child, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about these various stages when a child's brain is growing, like the neuroplasticity and like what's happening. And they talked about toddlerdom and teenagedom 
um, being specifically two times in a young person's brain where basically like the impulse control, there's none as a toddler and as a teenager. So it happens again as a teenager. That makes perfect sense, actually. In between, you get it back. (laughs) But a toddler and a teenager just, they are ruled by emotions and quick thoughts and they lose their sense of kind of like cause and effect, basically. So I think the most dangerous thing about TikTok is that it's about attention seeking. Like that's what it's specifically about. And it's so internally based, like it's all you and things to do to get attention. And it's specifically affecting kids in this range where literally science says they're not great at making decisions. Which makes perfect sense. Just like you wouldn't let your toddler go unassisted and unseen. It's kind of, you should not let your teenager do that either. And that's hard because that's right when a teenager really does not want to be seen by their parents. Right. I think that that's not talked about enough. That actually biologically that this is an issue for teenagers. And I think that that gives the whole social media thing an entirely different viewpoint when you realize that your kid does not have impulse control and is not understanding quite the way that you would after being a teenager simply because of hormones. I mean, and it makes perfect sense. Like, I think back to things that I did in high school and I'm like, I cringe. I cringe at the thought of shit. And I know now as an adult, it's because I just wanted to be liked or I wanted attention or I wanted a boy to think I was pretty or whatever it was. And now as an adult, I could look at it and be like, okay, I definitely didn't have to do that. Everything was going to be fine anyway. But it literally then felt like I had no control over it. It was like, I just need this and I'm going to do what I need to do to get this need met. Yeah. It's like a primal situation. But also I think it's also teaching people, not just children, but children are more, you know, neuroplastic and so are changing as they watch a little bit more than adults are. Teaching us to have really short attention spans. Yes. Which is also not good. And like wanting that immediate gratification. Yeah, I'll catch myself watching a TV show and then all of a sudden it's a show I'm really into and I'm on my phone. It's almost like a blackout, like all of a sudden I'm just on some kind of social media and I sit and I'll react and be like, why am I on this? I'm watching a show and I'm enjoying it. Turn it off. Yeah. But let's give our quick hot take to kind of wrap this up. Yeah. My personal quick hot take is I don't know where I stand. I think both opinions, like for both her and her parents, make sense, you know, but I do think ultimately... When it comes to your children, our number one job is to keep them safe. Yeah. More than anything else is to keep them safe. And again, this is not a criticism of her parents or of this girl. Anything I have said, I did not mean to be victim blamey in any way. It's me just thinking out loud my thoughts. If I were her parent and I made decisions based off of I just want her safety, I think I would be like, you need to get off. But I, I don't know. I also just want to say the kid that was killed was also a child. No, he was over 18. I thought he was just 18. But anyway, that's also sad. It is. That he probably had a mental health issue, most likely, and that he probably didn't get the complete help he needed for his mental health issues. So all around, everyone's being affected. All the kids are being affected. And, you know, this is something that I've also, just to tie it up, I've worried about myself. Like when I was pursuing big acting jobs, you know, my goal was always to be like the character actor that everybody sees and nobody knows. I actually never wanted to be a mega superstar because I have a real fear of being stalked, like for reals. It's scary. It's strange I would even pick this 
job. Uh, yeah. Not that I'm famous or anything, but I don't want to be recognized. I just want to work. Yeah. It just scares me. Like, I just don't know how, especially raising a girl, how I'm going to be able to yeah. police any of this. Yeah. Matt always says, if you ever get on a reality show, we get, we're going to have to move. We can't have a house that doesn't, like, have a gate or some kind of protection. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, we're not there, homie. Yeah. All right. Let's lighten the mood a little bit. Let's do our TV wrap-up, shall we? All right, we're in the golden age of television, despite the fact that Carrie thinks that's a ridiculous thing for me to say. (laughs) And I am slow to the party because I didn't want to be traumatized about Sebastian's teenage years, but I finally started watching Euphoria. And I am still so traumatized at thinking about Luna becoming a sexy drug teenager. I haven't watched it. It is so good, though. The storytelling is so good. Visually, I mean, if you're somebody who loves a beautiful shot, it's like shot after shot after shot, just beautiful lighting and shots. I was telling Carrie earlier today, it isn't until, you know, halfway season two that I finally reached an episode where I was like, uncut gems anxious. Mm. And it was very drug-based. Uncut gems. Uncut gems. I can't believe I missed that opportunity to say it like that. But it it's really good. And I'm still like going to watch it. I'm about to be on the last episode of season two. And I I think people have spoiled what's going to happen. And I'm really sad about yep. it. But yeah, Euphoria is really fucking good. And I have to tell you, I was not like a huge Zendaya fan. I didn't really have a big feeling about her either way going into it. All I know, I was really pissed that they like made her seem like the main character of Dune when she was in it for about four seconds. Yeah, she is absolutely phenomenal. Well, I think that's why they made her seem like the height of Dune. Well, I think it's just because of her name attached to it. But she is a fantastic, amazing actress. She is so good. And I, like, love her character. I want to say I identify with certain things, but, like, I don't. I don't know. It's so good. That's all I could say without spoiling things. Nice. So we're watching the new season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I'm really... Oh, me too. I'm really not into it this season. I you're not it's it's slower you know what it is i think that this pandemic the war what's happening in ukraine it just felt so incredibly tone deaf i've watched we're like three or four episodes in and i'm like oh get out of your own way like jesus who cares about your freaking dry cleaning your awesome clothes like just shut the fuck up everybody stop complaining you don't have it that bad i just was like so Annoyed. I get what you're saying. I don't think tone deaf is necessarily the right term, but it's like we've been through so much as a collective unit that it's like, okay, we get it. This is your problem. And I kind of like it for the opposite reason is because it's such silly. I had liked it before. And now it's just like, I'm like, is it me or is it the show? I'm not sure. Can I also say, if she and Lenny Bruce don't have sex at some point, I'm going to scream. I if know. If this show ends, he is so sexy to me. And he's the dad in the new Gossip Girl. Oh. But he like wears a fedora. He's like a music producer. So he like comes off kind of douchey and I just don't feel it. But when he's Lenny Bruce, what's his name? Luke Kirby. Yeah. I think. Oh, when he's Lenny Bruce, if we get him on the show, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
I just, I think I've said this on the show. He's in this Michelle Williams movie. It's him, Michelle Williams, and Seth Rogen. And I forget what it's called, but it's an indie film. And Michelle Williams is married to Seth Rogen. Oh, I saw that film. Yes. I don't remember if they, it's just an emotional affair or if they end up sleeping together. But I remember that. Yeah. Nike. I didn't realize it was him, actually. Oh, he's so hot. He is so. Doesn't it take place in like San Francisco or something? I feel like. I don't know. But there's something about like when he like does this like sexual tension acting better than any man in the entire world. Yeah, he really does. He is so good at it. Next up, Pam and Tommy. Carrie, you you didn't like it, right? You Have you been watching it still? No, Lee and I have to continue it. I just that talking penis. I guess it's satire, but I was just like... <laughs> I just I can't, can't believe that was a deal breaker. I know. Because I think that they're like doing an okay job of it. I have to give it some more time, but I'm not loving it. Okay. Again, I just think the performances, she is exceptional. Speaking of Seth Rogen. I know. He looks so bad in this show. I know. How do you know I'm a, a Seth Rogen fan? He looks so bad, but he also looks like that might be his like resting state. What do you mean his resting state? Like his death? No, I feel like maybe... Seth Rogen was meant to be in a time of mullets. Like, it looks so right on him, even though it's horrible. It does not look right on him. (laughs) So is Sebastian Stan, but Lily James is so good. I can't believe how much she transformed. Even the way her arm muscles, they're like exactly like Pamela Anderson. Yes, yes. The jacked, like she's got the same cut ass arms as Pamela Anderson. And honestly, you know what's really interesting? I saw some tweet that was like, yeah, let's all watch a show about a woman having a sex tape released without consent. That was made also without her consent because she says she won't watch any of it. Yeah. It makes me sad that I'm enjoying it based off of that. But this is so favorable towards her. And as time goes on, it just continues to get more favorable towards her. It's so good. I don't know. After Party, I guess I'll talk about that. Have you been watching that? No, I don't even know about it. Uh, Well, firstly, let me backtrack and say Search Party, if you've never done it, it's on HBO Max. It started on TBS. Matt and I were watching it since it's TBS days with... She has that crazy name. I know. And I'm Ali Asakwa. There you go. Just Meredith Weasel and John Early, and I forget the other guy's name. But the show is phenomenal. Watch it. It's a fun binge. And the final season is just like off the rails fucking crazy where you're kind of (laughs) like... Uh, it's a Michael Showalter show. After Party kind of has the same vibes for anybody who's seen Search Party, but it basically is these people get together for their high school reunion. Oh, we watched two episodes of this and the dude dies? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And one of them is a pop star, like a Justin Biebery type pop star, and he dies at the after party, and it's every episode is from a different character's point of view. Yeah, we started watching that. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. The most recent one was not great. But we were really into it up until that. Okay. Oh, and that's on Apple Plus. Gilded Age? Meh. Yeah, I have no interest. I tried five minutes and I was like, this is too fucking slow. I can't. I mean, I wasn't really into Downton Abbey either. So I'll keep watching it because like I'm sort of mini invested. But eh. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. I feel like it's a good show to make me go nanay. So Severance, I started watching that. That's with whatchamacallit. Adam Scott. Adam Scott, who I hate. I hate him. I hate his face. I hate Adam Scott. (laughs) Why do you hate him? I hate his weaselly face. He does have a very punchable face. He's got a weasel face, and I just think that everyone thinks he's an amazing actor, and he's just okay. I don't think anyone thinks he's an amazing actor. People are always like, oh, Adam Scott is so funny. I just think he's just like an asshole with a weasel face. I just don't, I'm not into him. 
<laughs> Do you like the show? We were thinking about watching it. We're two episodes in, and it's so weird that I'm into it. Mm. It's also shot in Montclair, evidently, but oh. it's so weird that I'll watch it because I like weird, like David Lynchy style stuff. And this is not quite David Lynch, but I like weird stuff, and this is definitely weird. By the way, did you watch that The Shrink Next Door? We never talked about it. I watched two episodes, and I, I it made me not attracted to Paul Rudd, so I stopped watching it. No, he does not look good in it, but it is. it was a really weird show that I think you'd like. I feel like it was like an episode or two too long. It was really good, but anyway. He had a barbecue, and he was just like being weird, and I'm like, I can't watch this, Paul Rudd. What have you done to me? He's totally unlikable in the entire thing. He's just like a narcissist taking advantage of this, like, one guy right. and it like the whole thing you're just waiting for Will Ferrell to get the balls to be like fuck off right right I started late in the game morning show and it's delightful season one is great season two meh yeah we're finishing season two now and we're like mm. yeah it's meh also can we talk about how Reese Witherspoon as a lesbian is the least viable acting I've ever you want to talk about someone I don't like Reese Witherspoon yeah I don't have a reason to other than I think she's completely overrated as an actor. I also think she's probably kind of, remember how she had that drunk driving? Fake nice? Yeah. I think, yes. and remember when she was like really rude? And she said, you don't know who I am? I think that is exactly how she is in real life. Yes. This is how I know you and I are kindred spirits because I mention that all the time when I'm talking about Reese Witherspoon. That was like when her shapeshifter face came over, came yes. off and we're like, this is who she really is. This is it. Yes. And there's a lot of like Reese Witherspoon's shit that I love. I like Legally Blonde as much as the next person. But I just think she's overrated. I mean, I actually do really like her acting. Like Freeway was amazing. And I love the one she does with Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick? Yes, Election with Matthew Broderick. It's like one of my favorite movies. Oh, right, 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 right. She is very good in Election. But I just want to say what neurodivergent thing in me makes me obsess about how the fonts on the dressing room doors of the morning show are the wrong font for that who picked that font I don't know and they're all different fonts it bothers me so much I'm like that would that would never happen why are these fonts that's so weird I'm not into that yeah can we talk about inventing Anda? I haven't watched it yet, so please. I feel like everyone's talking about the accent. It's like she did have a, a made-up accent. Like, no, no, no. I have found actual footage. I posted it. I posted it because I'm an influencer. Yeah, that's why. Because everyone cares about my opinion. I posted it because I was so tired of hearing people be like, but that's the accent she had. No, that is not the accent she had. She sounded like a normal fucking person. The show, I'm sorry. But I think the Shonda Rhimes formula did not work for this. I hate to say it. I have not liked any of her shows. I liked Scandal for the first couple of seasons, first few seasons. But it just came across very cheesy. It's kind of like when you see a director or like somebody, a showrunner, a creator, like start a show on network and then evolve to a streaming network and they can fully curse and they can show nudity. They have more of a budget to do certain things and more allowances. They kind of level up. And I want to really support Shonda Rhimes. I just don't feel like her vision and execution leveled up. Mm. The story is fascinating. I watched the whole thing for the story, but I don't think any of the acting is good. The whole time, Matt and I would turn to each other and be like, is this show good or is it not good? And you kind of watch the whole thing feeling like that. I love that story. And I also love, do you remember the homeless hipster chick story? Isn't this the same thing? No, different. Different. There's two different people. The homeless hipster was somebody different. No. Okay, so speaking of these storylines, Tinder Swindler. I haven't started it yet, but people are telling me that although it's upsetting, it's also like a great ride. Really? Yeah. 
All right. People I respect are like, I know you think you're not going to like it, but it's like a great ride. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll try it. Love is Blind season two. Neither one of us has done it. I've done two episodes. Oh, right. And I'm not. I just don't know if I want to make the investment again, emotionally. I feel like I'm a different person now than I was at the beginning of the pandemic. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was here for it. This felt like a nice respite. Maybe that's the whole theme of this entire episode. I'm a different person now. These things (laughs) bother me. I used to like them. Just like, eh, I'm not interested. But people really are into it. Yeah, The girl in the window across the street. Who's a drunk, who's afraid of the rain. (laughs) I honestly am almost done watching it, and I didn't get that it was irony. I literally banged that out in a day. I don't watch a lot of TV, Ash. I know you don't. The show was fine. I feel like it was one of those shows that had, like, a lot of momentum behind it. It was supposed to be, like, ironic, and yet I didn't think they went far enough because I was just like, it just seems bad. I agree. And then the ending— where it really came together that this was just the most ridiculous show in the world. But I feel like you're right. Like, the ridiculousness of it wasn't played up enough. They needed to go further then. Yeah, it needed to be more audacious, I guess. Yeah, it was somewhere between supposed satire and just not being good. Yeah. I wanted to take one moment, and it's not a TV show, but I have not heard enough people talk about it. Ghostbusters Afterlife, again, starring Paul Rudd, Love of Your Life. Paul Rudd. It was so good. Firstly, I was a huge Ghostbusters fan as a kid. I'm not like a comic book, Comic-Con kind of gal by any means, but I did love Ghostbusters, and I loved Ninja Turtles as a little kid. And I did like the all-female Ghostbusters, but it wasn't that great. This was so good. It had heart in a lot of ways. It was funny. It made me cry. I don't trust that. You cry over everything. You cried over Blippi. Fine. That's fine. You're right. But it was very well done. You can watch it with your kids. It is unoffensive in every way. Enjoyable. Really great. I also love Ghostbusters. And I was a little bit nervous because I don't want to not like Paul Rudd in something else again. No, he was great. Okay, great. Then I will see it. He is the equivalent to Rick Moranis in the first movie in this one, but not as dopey, but he like plays the same kind of character. I love that. All right. So that's it. Go watch those things. If you have any things that we should watch, please let us know because Lord knows we need something else to watch. I know, but don't send us British things because I'm not going to watch it. I like British things. You don't even watch TV, Carrie. Okay, guys. Hashtag swag bag before (laughs) I beat this girl up. Hashtag swag bag. All right. Hashtag swag bag. These are obsessions, the things that we would put in a swag bag for you. We just can't because we don't see you in person. And we just don't have that much pull, in all honesty. It's true. We're not influencers. So mine is Tiger Tail's New York City pajamas. They are so beautiful. They're made in India. So they work in collaboration with Donk Craft of Ranthambore, India, which is the home of the Bengal tiger. All the sales from these pajamas support that cause. They are so soft. They feel so good on your skin. They're beautiful. I love them. I have the Valentine's pajamas. I think they retail for $60, but I'm really trying to spend more money on my pajamas seeing as I should treat myself to things even when people don't see me in them. Also, truly, Ashley spends 50% of her time in her bed. Truly. That's true. Everything I can do in my bed, I do do in my bed, including eating dinner. So the lovely people behind Tiger Tails sent me a coupon code for 20% off for Mom Trash listeners. The code is MOM20, all one word. As usual, this will be in our show notes. 
The website is tigertailsnyc.com. They have a lot of great, beautiful prints. Honestly, I wasn't even going to mention it in our swag bag, but once I got them, I was like, these are gorgeous and I need to talk about it. Okay, so my swag bag on trend with how much I've been talking about my nose. I'm going to talk about the neti pot. I've had multiple neti pots. I was slow to the neti pot game. I thought that it made me feel like I was choking, but I've had to neti pot my face twice a day since this damn nose job. People love that shit. I have three different kinds of neti pots, all made by the neti company. Do you have the squeeze bottle? I have the squeeze bottle. I have the plastic genie lantern, and I have the ceramic genie lantern. The only one I really don't like is the ceramic genie lantern, which is the one that's the most uh, desirable looking. My dad uses his squeeze bottle one every single day of his life. So he swears by it. God bless. I use a saline spray every day. I have a saline spray. I don't use it every day, but. Oh, I do. I just to clear shit out. Treat yourself, nose jobs. Treat yourself. All right, guys. Another wonderful episode with the momtourage. Yeah. We love you. Have a great week. Stay safe. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or MamaDramaBand.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.